Alexis. It is I, Alexis Barber, your host, and today we are talking how to travel like a material girl. So I, as you're listening to this, will be on a month-long trip to Europe with my boyfriend, and I get so many questions about travel, and I have learned so much about travel in the past two years, so I wanted to jump in and give you a whole little episode about it if you are planning any summer travel, any fall travel, and just give you all the tea in one place. I'm also going to do a YouTube video about this, and you'll see a ton about this in my YouTube videos over the course of the next month, so make sure you're subscribed to that channel. Additionally, I'll be posting a ton on Instagram and TikTok while I'm out there, so if you're not already following me and you want some good Europe travel content, get into it. And if you want some self-care content, obviously we at Two Collective are dedicated to anti-burnout, pro-self-care lifestyle behavior, so definitely make sure you are subscribed to our daily affirmation text. If you all aren't already aware, I send out a daily affirmation text to you all that just is a little reminder of something you might need throughout the day, you know what I'm saying? And it's really helpful for me because every day, it's literally just whatever I need to hear that day, so I hope you guys really like it. Plus, our email list is really amazing, and we send out newsletters, so make sure you are tuned into that too. So with that all being said, let's jump into my travel tips, my travel everything. I'm giving you everything in this episode. And if you want to see it all in action, you can see that in my other content. But this episode is about literally how to do it down to the seams. I hope you guys are liking more of these lifestyle like solo episodes. I think we get a lot of great value from our guests, but I also like to use the podcast to answer questions and give you things to help you live a better lifestyle. And that just doesn't mean, you know, spirituality, affirmations, little things like that. It's also just like recommendations on how to actually tangibly create that life that you want to. So I've done that with travel. If you all want some more episodes about advice or life stuff, just drop into my DMs. And I pretty much every time one of you guys asks me to make an episode on something, I usually do. So pop into my DMs if you have any episode requests or if you're struggling with something and we can jump into it. Here is all things travel. So I am the travel planner in my group. I am someone who really doesn't do well when there is when things are up in the air and I'm in a foreign country. So when it comes to travel, I I'm also a Sagittarius stellium. I should mention that. I'm a Sagittarius, which is the traveler, and I have that I have th- four planets in Sagittarius, which means that I am a traveler to the max. I love travel. It's when I feel my best when I am my best and I feel the most expansive. And the one thing about travel is that you can't really have a good time unless you kind of know what's going on and you're sort of prepared. That's how you, or you can have a good time when you travel if you're not a planner, but you can't get the maximum out of the experience if you haven't sort of gotten all the other little things out of the way, which is why I am such an organized packer and such an organized traveler, because you really cannot enjoy things if you're like, where are we even going to eat tonight? And then you don't even realize your hotel is next to the best restaurant in the entire city. You know what I'm saying? And then you have a bad time. You know what I'm saying? I just, I like to avoid all bad experiences and that comes with a lot of planning. So let's get started with financially the basics for travel. What's really important for travel, which I didn't know about until maybe two, three years ago, is the importance of a travel credit card. My boyfriend was the one who really put me on to all things credit cards, all things miles and points like that. I did not know about it before him. He's been on this for a long time because he's obviously from Rwanda and his mom has traveled a ton. She's like diamond status. He's platinum. I did not even know about status 
All props to Jeff for getting me onto this wave. But it's very important to have credit cards that have points so that you can use those to offset your travel costs in the future. I have two credit cards that I use. I have an Amex Platinum card and I have a Chase Sapphire card. And both of these cards, you get points on your daily purchases. So say you go to the grocery store, you spend $100, you get 100 points. And those points can be used to when you are booking flights or when you are booking hotels through your credit card. So that's something that really helps because, for example, uh, in our Paris hotel, I wanted to splurge one night, for example, and get a really nice hotel room. You could get that all with points, which is basically just like the money you've spent living your daily life for the past few years and you get a it seems free to you you know a free hotel room using your points or it's really good in the case of emergency so say something happens and you need to fly home really quick and the neck and you have to fly home like the next day you can use points Jeff has done that multiple times so that you do, so that you can get someone somewhere or so that you can get somewhere on a last minute you know notice like that so you can use credit karma to look at your approval odds for different points some of the ones that I I have heard are really good for travel are of course the Amex Platinum. I really don't think that anyone is beating the Amex Platinum. It does have a very expensive yearly fee, but it immediately pays for itself. So what comes with Amex Platinum is that you get free TSA pre-check or global entry, clear, each of which are $200. You get a $200 hotel credit, a $200 airline credit, as well as tons of other things like extra points on Lyft and stuff like that. So you get a ton of perks. And for example, one of the things that just popped up in my Amex Platinum rewards portal this month was spend $750 at Delta Airlines and get $150 back. So you're getting a ton of perks that manifest in different ways. So I love my Amex Platinum. I recommend it to everybody. And that's for if you travel a lot. So I obviously I'm going to Europe for a whole month and then I'm going to business school where I will be traveling at least monthly. So having the Amex Platinum is great. Oh, the other thing with it is that Amex has relationships with a lot of different hotels through this program called Amex Fine Hotels and Resorts and the Amex Hotel Collection. For example, when I went to Philadelphia for Wharton Welcome Weekend last month, I booked through the Hotel Collection, which means at the hotel that I was at, I got a complimentary room upgrade upon arrival, as well as a $100 credit to use at the hotel. So when I ordered room service and then when I had breakfast at the hotel, it was completely free. And then with Amex Fine Hotels and Resorts sometimes, so when Jeff and I go back to St. Louis for Thanksgiving every year, we stay at the Four Seasons and we use his Amex Platinum and we get an extra night for free, which is insane. We also get that $100 hotel credit. We get free breakfast for two people and like two or three other perks that like we wouldn't get if we weren't there on Amex. That is a really important perk that I really like. So that's why I love my Amex. But other people also really like the Chase Sapphire Reserve as well as the Capital One Venture X card. Those can be really helpful if you don't travel as much. Look into that. Credit Karma will help you look at your approval odds. And then I really trust the points guy when I'm looking at like the pros and cons of a card. And it helps you figure out which card to apply to and when. Another thing is that you really want to stay loyal to an airline. So I am very loyal to Delta. And that is because my boyfriend is. <laughs> and I also love Delta. Like every time I travel with them, I have a good experience. You want to stay loyal to a certain airline so that you can get miles that you can rack up and spend later on and so that you can get status. I am gold on Delta, but my boyfriend is platinum. So whenever we book 
we book we can book a regular main cabin seat. We are always automatically up, upgraded to Delta Comfort Plus because he has a platinum card. So when we flew to LA, for example, one time we were upgraded immediately to Delta Premium Select. We are for, we're higher in line for a complimentary upgrades. So oftentimes like when we travel to St. Louis or when we travel domestically, we almost always get upgraded to first class. Usually we don't on the New York, LA or New York, London, because there's so many people who are also status on that, that we're like lower on the lower on the list. But he, um, that's what's really nice about it is that most of the time, and when I'm gold too, I most of the time get upgraded to Comfort Plus. And that's really nice because you have an easier time. The other thing is once you have status, you get free checked bags. So I get two free checked 70 pound bags from Delta every time that I travel with them. So that's really nice because I used to want only travel Southwest because I'm from St. Louis and that's all we really had in St. Louis. And you would get the two free bags with them, but you have the annoying boarding stuff like that. But it's really, really nice. And so this is sort of the way that a lot of people travel in ways that we didn't, I had never heard of for most of my life. I was like, how do you even get to flying first class? That must be so expensive. But once you get to a point where you're spending a lot of money with the one airline, flying first class, you almost always get upgraded. So Jeff's mom, I don't think has flown Delta Comfort Plus in years because she's diamond on Delta because she travels internationally so much. So yeah, that is um, my two basics for travel is that you need a good travel credit card that you're spend doing your daily spending on so you can rack up those points. And two, you are making sure that you're using all of the different perks that come with that credit card, making sure you're getting everything you need. Jeff ha- is in the um, Amex Platinum like Facebook group where they swap little like ideas on how to use the card and stuff like that. And then finally, you're going to want to do Delta Sky uh, or be loyal to one airline. So I know a lot of my Chicago girlies are loyal to United because Chicago is where the United hub is. And then the Atlanta girlies are also loyal to Delta because that's where the Delta hub is. So just choose one, stick to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go into booking hotels. So I'm a hotel snob. I wasn't a hotel snob until I started dating my boyfriend and we got to actually see what a nice hotel looks like. And now I can't stand anything less. So when we were booking for our Europe trip, however, I did most of the hotel and Airbnb booking. And what's really important about this is that always search on a filter and for whatever you need. So for Europe, I know I'm someone who, if I get too hot, I'm going to kill somebody, genuinely. So that means I need air conditioning. But air conditioning is not as common in Europe. So I always searched on a filter so I wouldn't find a hotel that I'd get super excited about and they not have air conditioning, you know? And then the other thing is to always look at the reviews. So I always look at the reviews because you can never make a decision just based on the pictures of a hotel. I know this is kind of obvious, but in the past, it wasn't something I would always do. So always look at the reviews, always look at the Airbnb reviews, um, especially with Airbnbs, because you never know how people can be. You never know what it is. So obviously always check out the reviews when you are booking a hotel. When you're booking your flights, obviously, I don't think I have any tips for booking your flights, but the other really important thing I wanted to add about lounge or about credit cards is that you get lounge access when you have these cards for the most part. Lounge access has changed the game for me. You guys know how when you would be on a you have you have to get to the airport like a couple hours early and then all the snacks at the airport cost like $11. 
Not anymore because I get to the airport early so that I can go to the lounge because it's so nice. You get complimentary drinks, complimentary meals. They have like a hot buffet of stuff. So whenever I have a layover now, if like, so for example, when you fly to St. Louis, sometimes you have to get a layover because it's not a popular city and that's where my family is from. I don't mind flying and having to stay at going to a layover because I get to just sit in the lounge and I love sitting in the lounge. Like I love doing that. It's my favorite thing. I really love that aspect of it. And that's something you can also add to the repertoire of what a good credit card, a good travel credit card will get you. Now I want to talk about how I plan for things and then we'll get into what I pack and my necessities for travel. So planning for a trip that is maybe one or two weeks long is a little bit easier than planning for something that is like a month long. Like our Europe trip has taken us like four months to effectively plan because we had to choose what cities and then find hotels and then hotels in the cities wouldn't work. So then we had to choose a different city and then we decided to go to F1 and all this stuff. It's so difficult back and forth, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, I like to research for a new city by one, asking the people around me that I know have been there because word of mouth, people that you trust experiences are usually the best. And then two, I like to search in two different places. So first you go on Google, you type in like the best places in in this place and you sort of map out what the big tourist attractions are and you can sort of get the idea of like on TripAdvisor, like what do people usually do? And then two, I like to go on TikTok and search in the TikTok search bar, things to do in Lisbon, Portugal. And then I scroll through a bunch of them and I see what the top things are based on like how many people are talking about them. And so for example, there's like this pink walk in Lisbon that there's this like pink area. I don't even know. This doesn't make any sense, but there's this like street where everything is pink. And so many people went to that. And I saw that also on TripAdvisor. So I can tell it's a huge tourist attraction and that it's something I definitely don't want to miss. So I save those videos. I have a saved playlist on my TikTok that I think I'll just make public for you guys. so You can see like where I saved for everything, where we're going. But that is really, really helpful because then at that point, you get an idea of where to go and then you can see what you need to book in advance. So that's something I would do, especially if like I wasn't in the mood to plan or if I, or if like I was getting overwhelmed thinking about our trip, it would be really nice like on a weekday afternoon or, or a weekday evening, like when I'm usually doing my like TikTok scrolling, just scroll through like Paris TikToks. And that gets you so excited for your trip. And it also gives you a good idea of where to go and where not to go because a lot of people are also telling you, hey, this restaurant was not worth it. And of course, I am very lucky that I'm an influencer and I get to source ideas from you guys about where to go and what to do and what to eat. And I like to publish those as well. So while I'm in these locations, I'll publish all the recommendations that you all can have an idea as well. I plan out, we put, we obviously have the dates for our trip, then we immediately try to find the hotels, and then we book our flights, obviously, with our travel credit cards and stuff like that, and then I also like to plan where I'm going in Notion. So Jeff and I have this shared Notion board where we have every city we're going to, we have the schedule for everything, and it's all in little boards, and then we have the cost of everything in there too. So this trip for us is a month-long trip. It's a once-in-a-lifetime trip, 
And so we are, we had a budget for it and we are splitting it 50 50 because that's just what we have chosen to do for this trip. And I'm really excited about that. But what we've done is keep track of the cost of everything so that we can have a good idea of what we spend so that we don't go over our budget. And in no, and Notion makes it really easy to do that. So we have like a board, we have each city, we have each activity. And within each activity, we have what city it's going to be in, how much it's going to cost, whether or not it's been booked, and what time it's at so that we can have it all Put together in one place. I'll, I'll probably share this notion maybe on my Instagram if you want to get an idea of what it looks like, but that is how I plan things. I need to see it visually. I try to get all of our food, like the big restaurants that we want to go to, like the top best ones booked at least one month in advance because re- reservations fill up in these big cities pretty often. And then two, I like to make sure that the activities that we want to go to. So for example, we're going to go to a burlesque show that's really famous in Paris. I want to make sure that that's booked at least a month in advance so that we have tickets for that and we don't have to worry about it. So I just put little things in my Google tasks list so I don't forget to book them. And then when it comes to food, I like to book a few really nice restaurants. And then I like to sort of have it like chill, like we plan for chill dinners. The other important thing about booking the or or planning your trips is to be really cautious and mindful of downtime. I've made this mistake in the past where I'll go on a trip and be so excited about like Mexico City, for example. I loved going to Mexico City, but the group I was with wanted a lot more downtime than we had planned for. So that's something that's really important too, is to really think about the downtime that you want to have when you're on a trip. We've planned for our trips to, we're going to six different cities while we're in Europe, and we have planned that our travel days, we have no expectations for those days, and we're just so chill on them. And then we also have like in each city what the vibe is. So the vibe in Paris is going to be very much like we're outside, but when we go to the south of France, that's a chill trip. So there can be days where we don't do anything, and that's fine, because we're just eating and laying on the beach, you know? So You want to schedule that time in effectively because you can get really burnt out on vacation and then it's not even fun. Also, a really cool thing that I learned to do when planning my activities and trips is to go on Google Maps, find them, places you want to go, the restaurants you want to go, and save them to a folder that has to do with where, like, just name the city. So I have a ton of places like in Paris that I've saved. And then once those are saved, you can download that map offline so that you can view it while you're in that city. And that way you don't always have to use data or whatever to figure out where you're going and when. You can have that saved to your phone. Also, every time you go somewhere new, definitely save the map of the city to your phone so that you can have a better so that you don't have to get lost. You know what I'm saying? I think that's all for planning the trip, planning the like locations and stuff like that. Now I want to talk about how I pack. So packing with clothing is definitely a a struggle for someone like me who is like trying to get these fits off. You know what I'm saying? So I like to pack in a color scheme. It really helps so much, especially if you want to take pictures and stuff like that, then your Instagram feed looks good. But I like to choose a couple colors that I'm sticking with. And that way you can also mix and match your clothing so that it doesn't necessarily get messed up and that you can use more. We're going for a month, which means that I need to be really cautious about what I bring. So bringing things that can really work together is really easy to do when you're packing with neutrals. And then you just choose one or two pops of color that you're planning on 
you know, showing out with. So for me, I think that's going to be blue for this trip. I got this really cute blue dress from Mango. And also since it's going to be blue seas and blue skies, I hope that will look good too. Pack in a color scheme. It helps you so much. I highly recommend. And then I used to like to use packing cubes. And the way I do packing cubes changes every time I go. I like to pack in packing cubes for days rather than buy the type of item. That way I can open up one packing cube for the one week I'm in Paris, for example, everything's right there. And then I can switch to another one for a different time. I don't really know how well that's going to work on this trip, but whatever. For this trip specifically, what I did was I took out everything that I was excited to wear. And then I took pictures in every single outfit so that I knew that I would be comfortable in it. This is something I recommend whether you're going on a month-long trip or a three-day trip. That way you know exactly what you're going to wear and that you know you're confident in it because there's nothing worse than being out on vacation, having nothing to wear, and feeling insecure when you're trying to have the time of your life in a new location. I know that it's time-consuming to do that, but it is so, so worth it so that the day of you're just really excited to wear an outfit, you're not nervous about it. That's something I'm doing for this trip as well. And I just save those all into a folder. If I'm feeling really crazy, I upload them to a Notion so that I can see everything I'm going to wear for the entire trip. I've done that with the Europe trip just because I've been planning it for like four months. So yeah, highly recommend doing that. And then packing in a color scheme, taking pictures in every outfit helps so much. Now I want to get into some things that I never forget that are very high maintenance travel girly things, but are things that I think make my travel so much more seamless and make take away all the anxiety because when you travel, there's always some level of anxiety because you are in a new place and you're experiencing new things and what happens if the hotel isn't ready when you get there or your Uber driver, like there's tons of things that could go wrong. So I like to bring things that make me feel safe and comfortable so that I don't experience that. So some things that I never forget are one, my white noise machine. You never know what your hotel room is going to be like. Is Are the walls going to be paper thin? Are you going to experience, is, there, is, is it going to be loud outside? You can hear all these sirens. I always bring a white noise machine, a little baby white noise machine that helps me sleep. That way I can effectively get as many, as my, all the hours that I need and actually get a rejuvenative sleep. I also like to bring Smooth Move Tea, which is like this natural Senna tea. So I tend to get constipated when I travel. I know it's TMI, whatever. It's just something that happens to me. So I like to bring that tea with me. That way I can I don't have to feel bloated and disgusting all the time. I also like to bring a portable charger that I have the little white block that goes on the back of the iPhone. It's like a hundred freaking dollars. I don't even know if it's worth it, honestly. It's like nice, but I don't think it's worth the money, but some sort of portable charger at all times because you want to make sure that your phone is always with you and that you feel comfortable and safe and there's nothing worse than being in the middle of nowhere and your phone dies and you don't speak the language and you don't know what to do. Always have portable chargers with you. I also bring a silk pillowcase eye mask, and my robe. I do bring my too cozy robe with me pretty much everywhere. I'm not bringing it to Europe. I'm bringing my too classic robe to Europe, but I always bring a robe, honestly, just because if the hotel, unless I know the hotel is going to have one, I like to bring it with me just because it's like a sense of calmness. The only reason I do that is because I usually have free checked bags, but if I don't have free checked bags, obviously I know there's not going to be space in your suitcase for that. Something new I am trying for this trip is the Apple AirTags. Usually I don't do this because I always fly Delta and Delta does track your bags in the app. And 
unless I know I'm going to have a layover somewhere, I never expect to lose my bags. Like usually when you're flying somewhere directly, you're not going to get your bags lost. So that's what we've done for our trip in Europe is that we don't have any layovers. And that's when you know you won't usually lose your bags. Every time we fly with a layover. So when we'd have to fly from like LA to St. Louis, we would always have to stop somewhere and they would always lose our one of our bags. But that's when you just, that's like, I don't think that's going to be so much of an issue in Europe, but you never know. We're flying some budget airlines at some point. So I am going to get the Apple AirTags and put them in our suitcases and see how that works. But like I said, I don't always do that unless I am traveling somewhere where my flight is not direct. We'll do that. The other things I like to bring for the plane specifically are my compression socks. So I don't know if you guys watch Succession, but you know what happens when you don't have a compression sock. I've always done this because I have MS, which makes it harder for my, I don't know, my doctors always said since I was diagnosed with MS that I need to have compression socks when I fly. And my, my, it's really nice because you know, when you're like half asleep on the plane and then your leg falls asleep and you like can't, and you like freak out and it like, it makes it harder to go to sleep because you're like, oh my God, my leg is asleep. I can't feel it. This is so stressful. If you're on a long haul flight, if you're on any flight, it's very important to have compression socks. You will look like a grandmother, but that's fine because you'll have good blood flow and you'll be able to sleep easier. So I always fly with compression socks. I also always fly with my Bose earphones. I don't like AirPods, okay? AirPods are not my vibe. They do not fit in my ears correctly. I have old man type of headphones that I use from Bose and they are incredible. I I forget what they're called, but I'll link them in the show notes. They are so good and they make it really easy for me to um, fall asleep because they are so good at noise cancellation, but they're not over the ear. The over the ear ones just don't really work with my lifestyle. And so I love them. They're so good. And then I also have a travel neck pillow. I just have a regular one. Just make sure you get one that can like clasp together and that you can tighten so that when you're bobbing right and left that you can actually like sink into it. And then another thing that I am bringing is a travel steamer. So this is new for me, but I've just noticed in a lot of places they have irons, but I have clothes that can't be ironed. They need to be steamed. I got this mini travel steamer off of Amazon that I'm going to bring with us so that we don't look dusty when we're leaving. I'm also bringing a lot of like satin and silk things that need to be steamed when you wear them. So that's a big one. I also like to bring, if I don't have a travel steamer, I like to bring downy wrinkle release, which is that spray that you can just spray on clothes and then smooth it down. And that does a pretty good job of de-wrinkling things. Some other things I like to bring are sort of like a mini travel pharmacy. So wherever I go, I like to bring the following, an anti-diarrheal, an anti-constipation, aspirin, Advil, Tums, Gasex, nauseine. I always have nauseine and Dramamine in my purse because I tend to get nauseous when I'm driving. Like I hate being in cars. I fucking hate being in cars. So when I'm in cars and it's hot outside, I get really nauseous. So I always have that, not just in my my luggage, but in my like on me at all times. And I also like to bring my array bloat pills. I think I've raved about these millions of times, but these pills they do the Lord's work. So when you are indulging on vacation, it's so good to have an array bloat pill with you because, oh, it works. It's magic, girl. It is so good. I love those. 
Finally, something that I like is my iPad. I think that when I first bought my iPad in like 2020, I didn't know what I would really use it for, but I've started to use it a ton more and especially for travel. So on my iPad is where I download all of our shows. I always make sure to download a bunch of shows on Netflix. You can download them on Netflix, HBO, Hulu, and that's what I like to do instead of like plugging my headphones in. Oh, I also always bring plug-in headphones with me wherever I go just because you never know. I really like to download things on my iPad and I also like to download books. So for Europe, I know that I want to be reading a lot, but books add weight to your luggage and we can't have that because we're traveling for a whole month. So I'm downloading a bunch of books on my iPad and getting like a little screen so that I can effectively like watch everything that I want to watch. And so I really like my iPad. It's really good for travel. It's good because I can journal on there if I need to and stuff like that. And like I can use it as a mirror or whatever. Like I can scroll TikTok. I can scroll Instagram. So I really like I think that that's pretty much everything. Um, I have minis of all my different skincare and all of my different little things that I like to have in a little travel suitcase. I think people are going to ask me what suitcases I like and what kind of travel packs I like. I was a base stan for a really long time or I would talk about base a lot. But as time has gone on, my little base carry-ons have not held up quality-wise Um, so I don't want to give that recommendation because they are great, but after like the first like six months, they started to wear a little bit more than I would have liked. Same with my base, like travel cases and cosmetic cases. So I just have a bunch of Amazon cosmetic cases that I'm going to be using for this trip all from Amazon. I'll link them down below. And I don't know if I'm going to get, I don't think I'll get a new suitcase, but I might, we'll see. But overall also Jeff just got himself a Ramoa. I'm so freaking jealous. The thing about Romoa, Romoa is like the super fancy travel brand. The issue with them is that the suitcases don't expand. So I don't know what I'm going to do about that because like I have a lot of stuff. The cool thing about the base is that it expands. So I don't know about that. But my travel bag, purses, like my carry-ons that I really like, I really love my YSL Riv Gauche tote bag. It is gigantic. It fits everything. And because it's canvas, it doesn't wear at all. So I really like that. It's going to be my summer tote bag. But if you are not trying to spend that much money on a bag, two that I love, one is from Lululemon. It's less than $100. I'll link it below. It is so good. It has a zipper. It's nylon. It's waterproof. I took this bag with me when I went to LA recently. And when I came back from LA, it was a true rainstorm like hurricane in New York City. And I had to stand outside waiting for an Uber for 30 minutes in the rain, in the honking, disgusting, like everyone was yelling. There was It wasn't just raining, it was windy raining. So I was being like literally soaked and having this bag that was waterproof was so nice because I knew that my stuff was protected and it also zips on top. And then I also have my Quayana bag that I've talked about. I've had since 2019. I really love her. She's true leather. You can customize her. And it's really big and fits a lot of stuff too. I like to have a zipper. The YSL does not have a zipper, but I don't really mind that. But yeah, it fits everything. So those are my travel bags and accessory hacks. Those That's the tea on everything. I hope that this was really helpful for you guys. I'm still on the hunt for like the best suitcases of all time. We'll see if I like Jeff's Maroa, but this is my travel everything. I will give you so much travel content, so make sure you are following me everywhere on social media because you are going to love all of our Europe content. 
I love you guys so much. Don't forget to follow Two Collective on Instagram for some more self-care tips, some daily doses of affirmations, stuff like that. And I will see you next week for another super fun episode. And don't forget that you are too smart to not love yourself. Thank you so much for listening to Too Smart for This. I am so grateful that you took the time out of your day to take a listen to these conversations. If you're looking for more content, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Two Collective. And don't forget to follow me, your host, Alexis Barber, on the Gram TikTok as well. Don't forget, you can also watch our solo episodes on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Alexis Barber. And we do a weekly giveaway of PR products or Amazon gift cards cards to girls who leave great reviews down below. So please make sure to leave your reviews and follow us on Instagram to be notified in case you win. And with that, do not forget that you are too smart to not love yourself and see you in the next episode.